0: What's going on, you guys? And welcome back to the East Coast Browncast. This is your podcast for everything about basketball. You guys already know what's up. Um, before we get into this podcast, just want to quickly shout out our podcast network, ECB Podcast Network. We have a tons of podcasts coming out. We have one new one. It's an anime one. We have an entertainment pod that just came out. And of course, we have our basketball, our staple podcast. So with that being out of the way, let's get into this podcast. We have a lot to talk about. A lot's been going on through the, the past 15 games. We're about We're about 15 games into the season now. So with that being said, let's hop into it. You want to take us from here, Shaman?
1: I got us. I got us, man. Man, I don't know how I feel about talking about this one, but let's just have this conversation. What's up with these T-wolves, man? Like, I thought that they was about to go off, like,
2: based off of the big signing they made in the offseason. Wait, why did you think they were going to? What? Everyone and their mom knew they weren't going to go off. Everyone was questioning that trade, like, why would they even add Rudy to the team? That made no sense. So I don't know why you thought that.
1: No, I mean, to me, that's why we're here at the conversation. Maybe I was ill-informed.
2: Damn it! <laughs> I guess the question is, why do you think Rudy would be a good fit, if anything, for the T Bulls? I mean, they have a uh, cat
1: being, you know, somewhat of a like you know, somewhat of a stretch four. And I thought they would have had some sort of offensive scheme, which would allow them to take advantage, but I guess they don't have an attempt talented enough uh, coaching staff. So I guess I was a bit naive on that.
0: Do you mind if I take this one right here?
1: So, oh please, please.
0: You might be right. It's definitely a unique and interesting um, like offensive scheme that could be you know brought up with those two big men. But, you know, actually, you know what, before we've been heading into the season, Chris Finch, who's the coach of the Timberwolves, was favorite to win coach of the year. But uh, clearly that's not working out. And I think even though offensively, it's definitely unique. Defensively, I don't know. So here's the thing. This is what I see. And you guys, some of you guys see this too. So when an opposing team will come at the Timberwolves, they'll have Cat running around. And yet, because he's like technically a five, it's hard for him to run around the perimeter and contest these shooters. I don't know if you guys see that too. But um, that's what I'm seeing. And that's why I think the Timberwolves aren't playing that well. I don't know if you guys think they're gonna be better or not, but this is just what I see it as of now.
1: Now, uh, Do you think that what do you call it, like their, is their offense, uh, like what what's struggling, or is their defense, like, you know, like keeping up as they would expect them to? Like, cause I'm very curious as to know. I think it's both. Um, obviously the thing I just said about,
0: you know, Cat having to run from perimeter to perimeter is basically doing suicides on defense. <laughs> but on offense, <laughs> but on offense, right? We're watching last season. We had cat had the ability to stretch the floor. This season, this motherfucker Rudy is just in the paint, man. Is basically just a tall Ben Simmons, and that really clogs it up for Anthony Edwards, who, you know, you know how you said earlier that you thought the Timberwolves were gonna make that jump, you know, be a playoff lock. Honestly, I'm. I'll be honest. I had I bet them to be in the playoffs too, but. I thought Anthony Edwards would make that leap, but I think that Rudy, being that tall, Ben Simmons in the paint, uh, that's definitely not helping out with spacing. Dude, yeah, can Eugene. I? Oh.
3: Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I I wanted to pitch in. Uh, I, I I I agree with Array because, like, if you think about it, like, like you said, like I I had them. I didn't have them too high. I had them around like five, maybe six, five, five, five to seven around that range in the seating wise. And, see, like, I thought Anthony Evans was going to take that leap, but I thought he was going to take that leap with his, like, outside game because, like Aray said, like, with Rudy Gobert in the middle, middle because that's – if you want if, if you want Rudy Gobert to be effective, like, he cannot be uh, – like, he has to be within the three-point line, basically. Anywhere within the three-point line. I'll even go as far as anywhere within the restricted area for him to be an effective player on the court. And with that, like, like if you notice, like, uh, Anthony Everett hasn't been getting like last year. How many dunks have we saw Anthony Edwards get? Like, just like a lot, like crazy dunks, right? This year, yeah. like, yeah. I I haven't really like seen any dunks from him. Like, I think I've seen one or two. But even like, see, like, I think I've seen one or two last year. It was like, oh, I know, like, I know, I saw like six, seven, eight. You know, like that just shows you like that that's why like that that's what's wrong with them like they're spacing
1: yeah that's true yeah i mean if they constantly have like yeah, i mean they the, where else is he supposed to go bro
3: yeah exactly yeah he has like no he, he like, <laughs> yeah, the only yeah. other thing is like he has to improve his more outside game and like i guess like driving in ticking out game
2: like in and out game but like besides that like yeah, I, you just, I, I don't understand why you guys are blaming Rudy Gobert for all this. Like it was, it was, he
3: didn't
2: make the team any he worse, sucks, he didn't bro. The, no he didn't make the team any worse, he didn't make the team any better. It's not on him. You know who it's on? It's on Cat and it's on um Edwards. Why are they beefing? Have you seen the, the high <laughs> high? <Yeah>. Bro, <laughs> I don't get it? No, no, honestly, the only, the reason Minnesota is struggling right now is because both of them are fighting for that alpha spot of for the stardom and whatnot and like uh, they're both acting like bitches on the court like uh there was that one play that i seen where um a cat ran down on a fast break edwards had the ball cat was calling for that pass edwards took too long to pass because there was like a defender in between and cat ran like straight out of bounds for no reason like you know stuff like that there's like team chemistry issues and that's on the coach first of all but on top of that like if you both are trying to be leaders, you got to learn how to play with each other. You got to, like, you know, not be so petty on the court. And I I completely blame it on them. Rudy is doing great, in my opinion. He's performing defensively. He's getting blocks. He's getting steals. He's still getting rebounds. He's even scoring. Like, it's not like, oh, he's clogging up the paint. He's not scoring. Like, he's dropping, what, like, 15, 20 points per game like or 14 points per game. So, like, Rudy is doing what he's supposed to be doing it's cat and edwards that are just messing everything else up so don't blame it on rudy that's all i wanted to say
0: narf let me ask you something when they made that trade the timberwolves acquiring you know cat uh sorry uh rudy for all those picks what did mean you both say
2: he said oh the horrible uh trade because it made no sense like i don't know how would it help the um the minnesota timberwolves and like it, it just like yeah, it just didn't make sense to me, the, the trade. Okay, so let me ask you that. Based off what you just said, do you
0: believe that it's not – okay, let's just say it's not Rudy's fault, but it's actually the GM's fault because if it made no sense to us, you know, logical fans, then why did it make sense to them? You know what I mean? I think that they thought that Anthony Edwards was at an all-star, like a superstar level, which he wasn't there yet, and adding Rudy Gobert would be that final touch that would get them to be like a championship team or even a high, deep playoff run team. But yeah, like, what do you think about that? Do you think that's more of the issue? Or do you think it's the so, Cat okay. and Anthony
2: Edwards? Well, we can coach? always blame GMs. We can always blame coaches. But at the end of the day, it's on the players to perform and, you know, do what they're supposed to do. So yeah, Anthony Edwards is didn't reach that stardom that, you know, probably the coaching staff expected them to. But I think the main reason they did the trade was for Cat because Cat wanted to play that perimeter. And, you know, he got what he asked for, but... At the end of the day, the wolves aren't getting wins, so I think they did this for Cat, and you know Cat being petty is, is the main issue. Like he's got to figure out how to work with Edwards, and you know Edwards also got to like man up and like you know make this things work. If they, if both of those guys don't want to make it work, nothing that coaches do, nothing just GM does will make this work. But I think the team constructed with like the people on the roster you know there's still potentially a good team that they that can make a playoff run but it's it's up to the players to do their job man
1: i don't like i don't want to ask a follow-up question but do you ever think they're gonna get like get it together by the end of the season or like hell I mean, just, no. oh god oh damn I, <laughs> right? I think
0: one thing that we didn't really talk about was uh and sorry to cut you off shaman but like we didn't talk about the culture when when pat beverly beverly was there you know they had that culture they had the dog in them you know what i mean you can oh, tell God. that they they wanted it bro they celebrated that uh play-in series as if it was like you know like a championship but i, I don't see that this year and
2: he, I, I think um edwards can bring that energy because he definitely has it And we've all seen uh the movie what was it called with uh uh hernan gomez oh yeah yeah with the Adam hustle. hustle hustle yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah hustle yeah so we've all seen the kind of energy he has right so i think he could definitely like you know he has that leadership skill he can definitely get the team going he just has to figure out how to do it without fighting heads with uh carl at Team towns man uh, hey, you AJ, you. You. yeah
3: please yeah. Now I I partially agree with the uh, Narf when he said it's not it's not on Rudy Gobert like when I said like like yeah I, I agree with him like I would just say it's obvious like Rudy being there has not helped uh anti Edwards and it's not I would say if it's anybody's fault it's Cat's fault because like 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 Narf said like Cat wanted to play that perimeter uh like you know a perimeter game you know that called uh have someone else as a five and honestly like he hasn't he hasn't been living up the expectation like they altered the they altered the game plan for for his success and he hasn't been succeeding and they by doing that they made it harder for Anthony Edwards because uh Anthony Edwards is a good shooter like he's a decent shooter like he's not like he he's known for driving in so, like, you can't really blame Anthony. Yeah, uh, them fighting, like, for, like, that alpha real is petty. Yeah, but that's both of their faults. But besides that, I, I think rest of the blame should only go to uh, Karante Towns. All right, let, let me ask you guys a follow-up and, and, question. And also, no, go ahead. Go ahead. And, and also, and also um, just, like, not only was that trade not a good idea, because, like, you just ruined your second best player's uh, game. Like, he has to alter his game. You also gave up a lot just to get him. Like, you lost a lot of length, size, not only defensively, but also also offensively. So, yeah. Like, your best bench player to Kyle Anderson, that's your best bench player. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, really. that's all they have on the bench. Yeah, I think
0: <laughs> a lot of people? cost. Yeah, I think a lot of people forget that they didn't just give up those five or six picks, how much ever it was. They gave up, like, great players, Malik Beasley, Vando, yeah. you know, all these young players.
3: But Malik uh, Beasley is
0: a solid two-way player. Right, right. So, anyways, the, the question I want to ask you guys was, so we're talking about, like, the alpha role, you know, Kat and Anthony Edwards. So, a couple years ago, do you guys remember the whole Jimmy but- Butler situation? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. How are we feeling about this? Is that was that was that cat's problem all along, or is he just beginning to form this alpha? I, uh, I
2: think we always knew it was cat's problem. Like, I, he's he's a little crybaby, honestly, in my opinion. I felt bad for him the last few years because of you know all the stuff that went on with him, and I really rooted for the guy, but. He, I don't know. He has like a this like childish mentality on the court. He needs to like learn how to play with his teammates. Like it's okay to not be the best player on the team as long as you're getting wins. Like I think that's the ultimate goal of every franchise. And you know if you're getting wins, you're bringing success. Like you know you'll get that praise. Like you don't need to be the top player of the team. Like even like I think Kyrie had the same issue. You know like he didn't want to play under LeBron then he got like that. That ego came out of him, and you know, not not look at his career. And so, if Cat doesn't get his shit together, I think, uh, you know, it's not gonna go anywhere, um, his career. So, yeah.
1: I mean, I guess. Hmm. I think we basically exhausted this talking point to death, and yeah, it's not looking too good for the
2: for the North. I got but, a question though. Uh, um, yep. So. so the Wolves turned out this way, but how are we feeling about the Jazz? They're yeah. sitting in third seed right now, and they're looking amazing despite the trades. I just want
0: to say, man, one thing, bro. Fuck Danny Ainge, bro. This motherfucker <laughs> betrayed us. I'm a Celtics fan, so a little bit of a homer here. But he betrayed us. He sat, watched the playoffs, and he's like, oh, this guy, assistant coach of the Celtics, one of the assistant coaches of the Celtics, Will Hardy, you know, he's a, he's a great assistant coach. Let's just steal him from the Celtics and make him our coach and let's win tons of games. That motherfucker right there, bro. I'll, I'll never forgive him for that. And I'll, I'll <laughs> let you guys talk, but just had to get that out of there. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I feel you. Oh, well, man. Um, Yeah, Laurie Markkinen. That, that, that's all I got to say. Dude. I, you know, honestly, like I always wanted to pick him on my fantasy team and I think I've picked him up like the last few years and he's never just like, Played up to his potential, so this year I was like, you know what, screw this guy, he, he's gonna choke again. And mm-hmm. then this it just went off. So I, I think uh, big respect to Laurie marketing and I think you know Mike Conley, like the entire team, they're just like playing as a team, and you know probably the Celtics assistant coach is a big part of that. Um, so yeah, do you think their success can, can, can continue though?
3: Um, if you guys don't mind if I take this one, please do. Okay, so like you said, like the reason why they're succeeding and the wolves aren't is because, I like the wolves, like like I I don't want to bring up the wolves topic again, but like when Narf was talking about like, uh, capping a cry baby, like what the feeling I get from him is entitled. He feels like he like he feels like he's entitled. You know, like oh, I earned like. Like uh, I'm a superstar, whatever you know. Like I, I earn my money. Like you know, like this is my team. You know, like do you get what I mean? Like he, he, that's why, like and and like Anthony Edwards is kind of starting to get that mentality too. While the Utah Jazz over here, like, like they don't have that like one like number one, or even a really number two option in that team. Like there's just right. a bunch of optic Third option, guys. And number one, and out- the- Laurie Marketing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Laurie Marketing is like a solid two option. I, I, I would, I would, I just, I consider like one, like number one options, like KD standards and stuff like that. So Laurie Marketing is like, what?
2: No, I get you. I, I know what you mean.
3: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Laurie Marketing is like a solid two. Like, besides Laurie Marketing, they have just like threes at best. And, and honestly, uh, all it is is, like, size, speed, and shooting. Everybody on that team could shoot. They could defend because they, they're lengthy. They're basically, like, wings, a bunch of wings on that team besides Jordan Carson, right. uh, my, uh Mike Conley. And besides that, everybody is like, almost wings. Like, Rudy Gay's a big-ass wing, Laurie Markkinen, uh wing. And, um, yeah, they, they all could shoot, and they're all fast. They're all, like besides my quality none of them are really like too old Oh, Rudy gay yeah but yeah that that's why I think but uh and if it's gonna continue I don't know I don't know if it's gonna continue like I think they could be a solid like 500 team maybe mm-hmm. maybe maybe like the thing is the West is way too talented but it's like a maybe yeah. maybe maybe they can make the to play in tournaments. Like, I don't even think the Lakers can make the play-in tournament. (laughs)
2: We're not even going to talk about the Lakers today. No, no, no. We're
3: not talking about the Lakers.
2: Yeah,
3: dude. Act like I didn't even bring them up.
1: Yeah,
2: (laughs) dude. They deserve the respect Sacramento's been getting these last few years, which is none. Which also, I guess, (laughs) is the topic of Sacramento. Holy crap. Are they the best team in... Uh, California right now and the like LA like they're freaking insane whoa
0: he just dropped that on us
2: Uh, Sabonis like bro Kings are the real deal
0: hey man that that was a pretty bold take man and I respect that bro I don't think I don't think anybody would have the the balls to make that take (laughs) but uh statistically wise I mean you're not wrong they are technically record wise the best team (laughs) <laughs> in the Western Conference from California, so I'll, I'll give that one too. You know what? I, they, I
2: like they that. Beat Warriors. They beat Lakers. They uh, actually they lost the Warriors uh, uh, one game, and I think they, I think they lost two games or one game, and then they won another against the Warriors. But yeah, they, they've been doing really good. Like, and they they haven't been playing just bomb teams. They've like beat the Cavs, they, and they've beat the Heat and stuff. So yeah, I, I think they're. Pretty solid right now, and like their players are looking nice. I think Keegan Murray, once he like gets into it, you know, figures his role. Um yeah, and you know, as a rookie, like I think the team could definitely make some waves, like yeah, they're I think they're they're a real deal for sure. De'Aaron Fox is a monster. That dude, that dude is
3: what if Russell Westbrook in his prime and if he had shooting, that, that's who De'Aaron Fox is.
0: Like, you know what's, crazy? you oh, know what's crazy about Fox? Fuck. Sorry sorry to cut you off, but I just want to say one thing real quick. In the beginning of the season, everyone had him as, you know, the guy who was not clutch in the fourth quarter, and that was true for maybe the first three, four, five games of the season. But ever since then, he's taken it to a whole different level in the fourth, and he's winning them games. game. So, yeah, man, he has been a monster as of late. i love to see be- it, bro.
3: Being from Cali, like – all you would hear about, just like growing up, is like the Warriors were pretty relevant back in the days. Lakers were pretty relevant. Well, the Lakers though, always been relevant. Clippers started started, started to get relevant, like Lob City. with like, uh, yeah, Lob City exactly. Like, like, Sacramento had their run back in like with the around like the Kobe Shack era when they took him to the playoffs and stuff. But like besides yeah. that, besides, like Chris, uh, like the Chris Webber days. Besides that, they never like had like a team team but like I honestly like I'm really rooting for them like I really want like like I really thought De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Hield, and Marvin Bagley were going to be something like I thought like three three years ago when I saw those three like I think when like Marvin Bagley was drafted like when he like they had a huge hype over him I was like yo those three those three could like in the future like they could be like a solid big three I mean unfortunately that hasn't happened but
2: Yeah, but you know what they did get from those uh, other two, like uh, Buddy Heald and stuff, is they got Sabonis, and Sabonis is, I don't know how he's been flying so under the radar for so long, but like, Sabonis really changed his team, I think, I I think he gives him that star power, because he was an all-star last year, Um, and it's definitely showing, and now they're getting some recognition, you know, they got a like TNT game yesterday or something, so um. Yeah, definitely wow. proud of the uh, the Kings. And uh. You, you guys see the tweet by DeMarcus Cousins. He's like, you know, add me to the team if you guys want to go to the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. Bro. Yo, Narf, hey, hey, like you, you, Narf, you really like Sabonis, huh?
2: Yeah, I do, man. Yo, give him to me. In, uh, yeah, yo, <laughs> yo, yo, you want
0: to hook me up, bro? Give me Yadis, bro. I got you.
2: Uh, I'll give you some Chris <laughs> uh,
0: No, nah, I think it would be
2: but <laughs> well, 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 one
3: one fail that the like I feel like recently the like, past year or two the Kings have been in a, on like an uptrend but the only fail they had was letting go of Tyrese Halliburton that guy Halliburton. Is a mm-hmm. he's a monster I think I I I think he's a future star.
2: Yeah, I I think he's really overrated, and, you know, I feel bad saying this. I I don't think he's proven anything, so for him to get that hype, you know, all because he talked a lot of smack that, like, you know, Kings let him go, because he was performing well last year, but, you know, I think it worked out for the Kings, but, uh, you know, Halliburton has to prove himself. You know, Pacers are doing good right now, I think. Uh, Miles Turner is playing like a monster, but... Um, Halliburton is just a mediocre player. I don't think he's gonna get that stardom, but you know, uh, you know, I that's one thought that that's one take I have to like
3: strongly disagree. Halliburton is a monster, he's been averaging 25 and 10 the whole hey, season. Yeah. Like, he's a I don't, I don't think he's overrated, I don't think he's mediocre. I think he's him. like, I he's like you just said it right now, the Pacers have. I've been doing pretty good. What are they like? They're
2: six and six, but
3: six, and six like not bad, pretty good. It
2: says seven and six actually after uh, uh, today, yeah, seven they
3: and just six won
0: today. Hey, uh, so- A. J. Narf, and Shaman. Yeah, let me ask you guys a quick question. So, if we go back in time and we kind of take away that Tyrese Halliburton trade and we send DR and Fox over instead. Do we think that De'Aaron Fox are putting up those numbers or even higher? He's basically already putting up those numbers that Halliburton is doing. But if he's the only person on his team, like Halliburton is basically that guy right now, then how is Fox going to do on that Pacers?
2: I think he'd be doing the same numbers that Halliburton is putting, but I think D Fox would probably be averaging a little bit more, more like 26, 27 range. Um, I think he's a better scorer, that's all. And he's just a level, a little bit more developed, but... The difference is uh, Fox got that speed. I don't think Halliburton has that. But, like, I I think they're different players, uh, like their skill sets. But Halliburton, I I think he's just making the most of his opportunity right now. So, yeah.
0: Here's what I think. I think that Halliburton is a better game manager in the sense that he controls the offense a lot better than De'Aaron Fox does. However, if one player is going to be a superstar it's going to be De'Aaron Fox out of those two guys. And I just think that Halliburton, even though he's a great player, I don't think that he has that superstar factor in him. And you can argue with me, AJ, because I know you're really high on him, but, you know, he looks great with numbers, kind of like, you know, some players that we're not going to talk about because we're just getting off topic. But, you know, I think that Halliburton is a great player, but I don't think he's at that level.
1: Give him time. Give him time. Let's move forward to uh, you know a little bit of a a palate cleanser. How are we feeling about the Warriors, man? They're not. I mean, at six for, at six to eight, like you know, for the defending champs, I would expect way more. Whoa, 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 okay. All oh, well, my <laughs> them, though.
0: Sa- 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 Salty stuff fan, <laughs> You know what I mean? But, uh, no, no. Other than that, bro. Like real talk, man. They haven't won a single home uh, away game. They've only won at home, so i don't know man i don't know if i can call them good anymore or it might be you know like a like a championship you know kind of uh what what do they call that like a, when when you're like calming down from something slump like yeah uh... like a championship slump i guess yeah i don't know what to call it but i don't know man it's it's too early into the season even though 15 games is a good chunk but yeah let me know what you guys think yeah
1: um
2: yeah, so sorry. Go, go for it, Shami.
1: I mean, there, there was a recent video by B-Ball Breakdown where he kind of broke it down, where they're trying their absolute best to basically, like, you know, try to produce the way they always have. And I think it's a mixture of, what do you call it, uh, trying to get the new players, like, up to speed, while also, you know, the, I think the players are just rusty. Like, they're not going to miss that many open shots the way their offense has always been generating because I think they've basically been top five in offense for the past seven years is what it feels like. So I don't think it's going to last that they're going to be this rusty for this long. Uh, They've, I mean, they're not helping themselves too much by like, you know, kind of giving themselves like a bad record to start with. But like, I don't think this is going to last for them. Like they're, they'll definitely pick it up. Whether or not they're the top uh, seed, I doubt it. They're probably going to be at least top six. I mean, at the worst. So.
2: Uh, yeah I just, I just want to make a quick point Um yes I, I, I think Warriors just uh just had a slow start to be honest you know they just got got off a championship run you know they were feeling it but now they're coming back you know the entire incident with Jordan Poole and Draymond happened and I, I think Jordan Poole still hasn't hit his stride like you know he's getting paid so he should be playing like it but I think um he just needs to get his himself together you know once he starts dropping 20 30 points per game um then i think the warriors will pick themselves up but you know to be honest steph curry is playing one of his best seasons like performances um right now and if he continues that and you know the supporting cast helps him out you know even just a little bit they can definitely uh go back to top six seed um i think it's just a slow start. But I just want to make a main point: is Clay Thompson. I think he's too worried about his own legacy, and I think he's harming the team. He's like, you know, he he's trying to be that old Clay Thompson, and I don't think he can be that again. And he just needs to accept it. And the sooner he accepts it, I think that the rest of the Warriors will be able to flourish and you know be a better team. And um, yeah, till that happens. I don't think the Warriors are gonna get that top six seed. But besides that, I think Wiggins is still amazing. Um, Poole is amazing. Um, they still have a lot of their core. But you know, I think they lost Gary Payne the third, and um, so you know, they they still have to make some adjustments uh, to figure themselves out. But if they can do that, I think they'll, they'll definitely be contenders again. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: Are we there yet? I mean. Here, here's the thing. Well, there's a lot to unpack here. The whole Draymond situation, you know, punching a young guy. He's supposed to be the emotional (laughs) leader. Blah, 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 blah. whatever. We can talk about that for days. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the talent is there in Curry. Klay Thompson is regressing. Draymond is regressing. Kevon Looney has been the same forever. James Wassman just got sent back to the G League. And the young guys don't look like they can really hang in there. I feel like the Warriors were kind of trying to keep a good balance of bringing up the young players while also – winning games and kind of resting their older players, their good players. But at some point they're going to have to kind of worry about winning because at this rate, they're going to be either a playing team or possibly not even in playoff contention. So I don't know, AJ, you know, let, let me know what you think. Do you think that this is kind of a fluky and shaky start and you know, it's whatever, or do you think that they're actually trash? So, yeah. So I I honestly think it's, it's a
3: fluke like a fluke and like a fluke start like realistically they there's a stat that's going around they're starting five has the best number on offense and I think they're top I think they're top five in defense or they or they could be number one in defense but I know they're at least top five in defense and then but their bench is like like 25th or less in offense or like at least 20 or less on defense. Or, like, yeah, they're just really bad. Their bench is really bad. And that has to do with them trying to integrate their young guys. And then, like, like Array and, like, Narf said, like, I think either Array or Narf said, one of them said, like, you have to think about winning right now. And then, so, like, you have to, you, you have to choose. Like, you, you can't, like, they, have a, they, they had a good idea of, like, having a little, you know, like, the transition from, like, the old dynasty to, like, quote-unquote the new dynasty, like, you know, like, transition phase, but, like, besides Wiggins and Poole, Kaminga's not ready, Wiseman's not ready, Moody Moody's probably looks like the best one of all three of them, and Moody's not even ready yet. So, so, like, I, I, Moody and Kaminga are going to be fine. I'm not too worried about them. They just need some more reps. They just need, like, a, look it's not this not their year. They're gonna be the next year or the year after. Wiseman, I'm not I wouldn't say I'm worried about Wiseman. Like I I know Narf said he they like oh he got sent to the G League, but like Jordan Poole got sent to the G League after he got dropped by the Warriors. And then look at him now. So like I don't think I don't take that as a bad bad thing. I just think that like he's just he needs to be more aggressive. Like he just like sometimes when you see the see their games, like he'll set up p he'll set a pick. But like he would want he'd want like I don't know if you guys know what do you guys know what a ghost pick is?
2: Now explain it to it for the audience. Well,
3: so a ghost pick is basically like you go up to setting you go up to set a pick, but like you just start rolling or like fading like right away. So you basically just set a fake pick. that, that it just turned on your fake pick. So, he does a lot of those, or, like, not a lot of ghost picks, but, like, he'll go up, and as soon as, like, the defender will touch his body, he'll start rolling. Like, he, like, if you guys don't know what I mean, like, he he shies away from that physicality. Yeah, He
2: won't, like, set a solid pick where the defender will bump into him and, you know, feel his
3: strength. And that's not just on the defensive end. That's not just about, like, picks. That's, like, offensive end. Like, when he does, like, spin moves and stuff, like, even, like, when you see him post up, like, he, like, yeah, like, you know, he, like, 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 he's, like, you know, being physical, like, you know, like, like, trying to post up, being aggressive, but, like, I don't know why, like, when I see him trying to post up and be aggressive, it just doesn't look aggressive. I feel like he could, he could put in more effort. Like, I feel like he's stronger than that, That's my personally. Like, yeah, I, I de- feel like
2: once he... I that definitely that agree that? with you, um, um but, like, I don't think it's James Wiseman's fault. Like, I mean, like, he's didn't have him last year either, right? Like, uh, and maybe the Warriors expected too much from him, you know, coming back this season. But, um, you know, James Wiseman was, like, I remember me and I already talked about this, like, two years ago. Like, Warriors should have never drafted him. Like, they should have traded that draft pick because it did have value. They could have possibly gotten LaMelo or whoever took a draft pick. But whatever, that's a whole different topic.
3: Wait, 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 wait. wait what what, what uh, draft class was he? The
2: same was, as like, LaMelo.
0: Yeah,
3: and Anthony Edwards. And what pick was he?
0: 2. Number 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went after uh Anthony Edwards.
3: Uh, I'm what I'm three? so sorry. Like is there is there any like I I don't remember, I I just don't know the like, class on top of my head, but is was there any like other like good like player that came out that drop was like that was kind of like a big like a four or a five?
2: Um Obi Toppin?
0: <laughs> Onyeka Okunga was in that draft. Jalen Smith, I mean, he, he's probably better than – um, or he's probably contributed more than James Wiseman. I don't know if I could see he's better. Probably the best big in that draft is uh, Isaiah Stewart. So, I mean, I guess you have a point. Yeah, but
2: I mean, right, he, like,
3: like, like, he the he thing is that draft pick, they, honest. they, Yeah, like, they needed a big. Like, they needed a – they needed an Andrew Bogan. Like, Andrew Bogan was good for them, you know, like. Like back in the day, like people,
2: you don't think of Andrew Boga as like. No, no, no. Um, I, like, I I disagree with that statement. No, honestly, like Kevin, Kevin Looney's is doing great and no, Like they, they don't no, no exactly they don't need another exactly. big. No, no. He, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm cutting you off. I, I'm not letting you finish what you're saying. But I I disagree with that because right now I I honestly the only reason I feel like they're struggling is first is their bench as you said like you know their starters are doing the work but their bench isn't and. You know they lost what um, uh, Nemanja Belica uh, or Bay. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, and then they lost um, what well, Damian Lee. They lost Gary Payton. Uh, you know the second. And they they lost a lot of like you know proper role players. And I think they need to find you know the role players that are on the bench or you know whether it's from free agency or wherever they find their um role players from. But like they need to find. Someone who couldn't bring energy off the bench, and right now that is Jordan Poole. But I think Jordan Poole needs to go into the starting lineup, and Clay needs to, uh, shuffle into the bench because Clay is, as I said, like bring the team down. And
3: I I, I, I agree with you with that point where it's like, they I, they should either trade, either either one of the three between Wiseman, Moody, or Kaminga for someone for bench right now because, like you said, yeah, their issue like. like like I said, like, when I first started, like, when I said it, like, their starting lineup is up there with the top three teams in the league. It's not their starting lineup. It's their bench. They lost Gary Payton, the second. Crazy defender. Like, like it when, just when I was watching, like, dude, honestly, the best time of the year this year was during the finals because just, like, seeing, like, everybody on the Warriors just cook the Celtics was just, like, amazing. Oh, because, like, because, like, Gary, you see Gary Bennett Jr. playing like a like crazy defense on like Smart, Tatum, Brown. And then you had like, you saw like I think I'm going to strictly just talk about the bench right now. Like just just strictly final or just playoffs. Like there's a lot of times where I felt when I threw, like when, when I watched the game, I was just like, oh, dude, the Warriors are going to lose this game. And then you'll see either auto – Jr. hitting it. Autopuri Drew is, is an underrated three point shooter, an underrated uh, uh, bench player. Like, he had a lot of shots. Like, even in the finals, like, there's a couple times in the fourth quarter where he had, like, crazy fadeaway or, like, crazy crazy off balance shots that would keep him in the game. Like, stuff like that. Like, 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 like Narf said, they need a bench. It's just, it's, it's strictly like, and I, I do agree with you. Looney is a good starting five. And but they still need another big the coming off the bench. You can't just have
2: Looney just be
3: all right. And well,
2: like... Then I have a question just to end it all uh for you because you're saying they need another big, right? And I seen this earlier, uh maybe like four or five games into the season. But what do you guys think about Klay Thompson and Draymond Green being traded for Anthony Davis?
0: Ooh. Extreme.
2: Nah, I
3: wouldn't I wouldn't know. Klay Thompson is crucial. Klay Thompson and Draymond crucial. Hey, right?
2: And Klay kind of fell off. Draymond, you know, I don't know if he's going to sign back with Warriors next season or get that money. But, yeah. That's the thing.
0: He's not going to get that money. So it's up to him whether or not um he wants to take, a, I guess, a pay cut or a generosity pay to stay with that team. Like he's already got them four championships. You know what I mean? That now it's just about
2: AD for clay and Draymond, hey, man, We've think?
0: seen this before though. We've seen like uh Tony Parker go to the Hornets. We've seen these players the last year or two after staying with the team, going to a different team. So I, I like that Narf man. I like that, bro. That's
2: spicy. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but you know, if they get that big as the AJ keeps saying, you know, that that'd be a game changer for sure. But I don't think Lakers want that. Uh, uh, yeah, they don't have any future besides AD, which sucks for them.
0: (laughs) All right, let me ask you guys one question, and I feel like that should be good enough for this podcast, unless you guys have anything else to say. But So usually typically a sign of a a good team is if they start to win road games a lot. This team hasn't won any road games. Can we still call them good? Or again, is this just, you
1: know, just a fluke? Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's too small of a sample size. Okay, fair,
2: fair. They're the defending champs. Is all I'm gonna say. And uh, Until they get dethroned, I'm still gonna say that you know you got to respect them.
0: And I know AJ already said that you know it's a fluke. So I guess I'm the, gonna be I'm gonna go on the record here and say. I don't. I think that they're a shaky playoff team, and they might be a first round exit. So I'll we'll leave it at that. And you're only saying that, that because you beat your bro.
2: Celtics ass.
0: <laughs> I don't care. Bro. I, I don't like what I'm seeing Rater. from. Them, man. I don't. I don't like what I'm seeing from. Them, man, let me be a little bit of a homer. That's fine. There's gotta I, be Celtics I, I, fans listening to us.
3: I think they're a at best a finals team, at really? worst, at, at best a final. I mean, yeah, best a finals team. Like, damn already you, man you're just a salty Celtics fan man like I'm There's sorry
2: I like the Celtics even though like, like the, the best compliment
3: the Celtics have going for them is that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are the best two uh, the best duo to be cooked by uh, Chef Curry in the final so that's Bro, like okay. the best
0: you know ever. what let's just uh, end this podcast I'm gonna cut that, I'm gonna cut that part <laughs> over <laughs> All right, no, but for real, let's let's end this podcast, yo, man. I wish we could keep talking more ball, but you know we're gonna be back for another episode sometime this week or next week. So, guys, That's stay good. tuned. You guys have anything else to say? Let's cut it.
1: I just hope AJ comes with a bit more spice next time about the Celtics being ass. All
0: right, we're cutting it. it. All, right. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, <laughs> be sure, be sure to check out our other podcast. Again, we just launched a new entertainment pod hosted by Ash. Um, we talked about the Watchers, so make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe to that. It's on any podcast platform that you can find as well as this podcast and all the other podcasts that we do. I'm going to leave a link to our website in the description so it's easier for you guys to navigate that and find exactly what you're looking for. So with that being said, we'll catch you guys in the next episode and peace out guys.